Hello again, guys, and thank you for joining me. I am Annabelle Kenny, and this is the Find the Odds podcast. Today on the show, I shall be talking about victim shaming as a harmful product of the just world bias. There is a common trait amongst us humans that has somewhat become so normalized that we fail to recognize its far-reaching harmful effects on the human mind and general well-being of society. This act is so common that even when we do it to others or to ourselves, we are often completely oblivious of it. It is one act that could be so subtle that it feels almost justified. This act is what psychologists have aptly termed victim shaming. In recent years, victim shaming has become a more topical subject for debate in the media as well as in many advocacy and mental health fora. There is however still a long way to go in changing mindsets and educating people on the need to stop victim shaming. For the benefit of those who do not know what victim shaming is, here is a basic definition. Victim shaming, according to Urban Dictionary, is when the victim of an event is blamed or partially blamed for their own attack. It further states that victim shaming wrongly shifts blame from the guilty party onto the victim and therefore doesn't or makes it more difficult to punish the one truly at fault. So basically, victim shaming makes mockery of the victim and inadvertently absolves the perpetrator. Psychology that backs victim shaming is the just world hypothesis. The just world hypothesis is described as a cognitive bias which assumes that actions always result in fair consequences. As such, people who do good deeds are eventually rewarded while those who do bad get punished for their deeds. I'm sure what comes to your mind is karma, right? But how realistic is this notion though? And how does it relate to victim shaming? Well, that's the thrust of my talk for today. In line with the just world hypothesis, people generally assume that if someone experiences a misfortune, then it means that you did something to deserve it. A good example is when someone is robbed, we are quick to say things like, you should have been more careful. Sometimes a neighbor's house is robbed and yours is not, so you attribute it to the fact that you are more prayerful or more careful than they are. When a woman is physically abused, the first question that comes to people's minds is, what did she do to deserve the abuse? When a woman's marriage fails, we are quick to say things like, why didn't she work harder to make the marriage work? And some of the most common victim shaming occur when a girl is raped. You find a lot of people even fellow women asking such questions as why did she go there in the first place what was she putting on what why didn't she scream and so on similarly just world beliefs is responsible for how we treat the poor and the rich in our societies the poor is often looked down on and almost blamed for his or her economic condition for example poor people are sometimes accused of being lazy or not good planners, or in some cases said to be paying for an evil seed they might have sown in the past. Conversely, rich and influential people like politicians and religious leaders are practically hero-worshipped and considered infallible. This explains why, notwithstanding criminal charges against such people, you find some others making excuses for them 
It is almost as if the fact that the universe has blessed them with riches or some form of divine callings makes it utterly impossible for them to commit sin. After all, if things are still working for them, then there has to be a plausible explanation for the allegations, yeah? These are a few cases of just wrong biases we all tend to have that leads to victim shaming. There have been several studies into the psychology behind victim shaming and its relationship with the just world hypothesis. The scientific origin of the just world hypothesis is credited to Professor Melvin J. Lerner, who carried out a couple of studies to prove the hypothesis in the 1960s. On the other hand, modern scholars have gone further to confirm the psychology behind victim shaming and its relationship with the just world hypothesis. One of such scholars is Sherry Hamby, a professor of psychology at the University of South, who posited that the biggest factor that promotes victim blaming is the just world hypothesis. She added that it's this idea that fuels the belief that people deserve what happens to them. A postdoctoral associate in psychology at Harvard University, Laura Naimi, and a professor of psychology at Boston College, Lian Young, also conducted research into victim blaming. Their research involved four distinct studies and 994 participants. Their findings were quite significant as they proved that moral values play a large role in determining the likelihood that someone would engage in victim blaming, such as rating victims as contaminated rather than injured, and thus stigmatizing that victim more for having been the victim of a crime. This validates the findings about victim blaming being a byproduct of the just world bias. The studies cited all points to two things. First, that at its core, victim blaming could stem from a combination of failure to empathize with victims. And secondly, it could be a fear reaction triggered by the human drive for self-preservation. In simple terms, we are quick to blame victims because we either lack empathy or somewhere in our minds, we want to convince ourselves that as long as we do not make the mistakes the victim made, we are insulated from the misfortune that has befallen them. We however forget that life sometimes happens. How else would you explain innocent children being raped and abused? Are they deserving of these evil perpetrated against them? How do you explain people kidnapped and beheaded for ritual purposes? Do they all deserve to die in such gruesome manners? In fact, how do you prove that a woman whose husband abandoned her sowed an evil seed that has led karma to visit her? If we cannot conclusively provide answers to justify some of these scenarios, then it goes to show that not all bad or good happenings are determined by our good or bad deeds. Remember Job in the Bible? Remember Jesus Christ? Did they really deserve all that befell them? I'm sure you know the answer to that. It is instructive to note that there are people who actually empathize with perpetrators of evil simply because they think they know or love them. This is why a wife would cover for her husband who sexually abuses their child. In my part of the world, you find followers of a religious leader refusing to call him or her out for criminal behaviors in spite of overwhelming evidences against them. Yet these same people would accuse the victims of being agents of the devil sent to distract their religious leaders. According to scholars, this is another kind of defense mechanism that leads those close to perpetrators to either deny or diminish their crime 
in order to avoid dealing with the difficult cognitive process of accepting that those people were capable of such a thing. Another common but often overlooked form of victim blaming behaviors is blaming oneself. You often find victims of abuse blaming themselves for allowing the abuse to happen as though they could have done anything to avoid it. This is a very dangerous form of victim blaming as it leads to further abuse. This is quite common with women in abusive relationships or marriages. Rather than seek help, they tend to feel ashamed and blame themselves for the way their partners treat them. With time, they lose their rational minds and live their whole lives trying to please toxic partners all to no avail. Oftentimes, they justify these self-deprecating behaviors with religious, cultural, and moral excuses. The negative effects of victim blaming are found, and one of such is the fact that victim blaming makes it more difficult for victims to come forward or report cases of abuse. Additionally, if victims fail to report crimes, many perpetrators and criminals get to escape prosecution. This largely reinforces predator-like attitudes as perpetrators are not being held accountable for their actions. Victim blaming could also increase unnecessary suffering for the victims. They could be exposed to ridicule, shame, guilt, and injustice. This would in the long run hinder proper healing from the trauma of abuse, particularly in cases of sexual and physical abuse. Sometimes it results in fatalities as some victims become depressed and suicidal depending on the type and degree of victim blaming. The need to lose the just world bias has been clearly highlighted if we must read our society of victim blaming. For us to build a just society, we must learn to let go of the biases hinged on faulty morality. Ways in which we can begin to fight the urge to blame victims include but are not limited to the following. Practice empathy by putting yourself in other people's shoes before you judge them for being too weak or not being careful enough. The next is that you always remember that the world is neither entirely random nor entirely just. So we must learn to strike a balance in our assessment of situations. Next, you have to put humanity above any form of personal interest. And also you have to realize that everybody is capable of committing crimes. And in the same vein, anybody, including you, could fall victim. Also note that bad things happen to good people, just as much as good things happen to bad people. So it is not always about karma. And lastly, remember that it is not your fault that you experience life's cruelty. So stop blaming yourself. On this note, I sincerely hope that today's talk encourages us to examine ourselves in order to identify where we have erred by blaming victims. I also hope that it helps us realize areas where we blame ourselves wrongly too. Remember that not everything happens for a reason and people are not always to blame for the misfortunes that befall them. The world will be better off for us all if only we try to sometimes walk in each other's shoes and be more empathetic towards other people's plights. Well, I'll leave you to ponder on an anonymous quote that says, Blaming a rape victim for not wearing modest clothes is like blaming a terror victim for not wearing bulletproof armor. Let's do better. Well, that's it for today on Define the Odds with Annabelle Kemi. I hope you found something worthwhile from today's podcast. 
I wish you well and I encourage you that whatever you do this year, this month or this week, always make sure that you put a smile on someone else's face. I love you all. Enjoy the rest of your week and let's do this again next week. Bye for now.